the fact that you you know have a degree and maybe you have a good GPA is just not enough to ensure that you're really going to stand out and make the cut. And so one of the things that I always tell people is, you know, really try to stack the deck in your favor. Welcome to From the Dorm Room to the Boardroom, a podcast where we provide insights, tips, and inspiration for college students and young professionals so they can make a really successful transition from college life to the professional world and beyond. My name is Andy Malinsky, and I'm your host. I'm also a professor of organizational behavior and international management at Brandeis University's International Business School, where we record and produce this podcast. Okay, today's guests. Now, notice I said guests, because we don't just have one guest. We have two guests today. They're Jason Mitchell and Eric Dieter. And they uh, oversee and run the agency called Movement Strategy, uh, which they co-founded in 2009. The agency is an independent social-led creative agency with a focus on digital marketing initiatives. They use all sorts of social features and tools and, and, and are on all the digital trends. They've, they've done some really amazing work for partners such as Under Armour, Warner Brothers, Netflix, you know, lots of really major brands. And they're here with us today to tell us uh, their story, how they got into this. And tell, tell us a little bit more about what movement strategy is, what you do. Um, tell us about who your clients are. And just maybe for someone who doesn't know anything about this, about this area, you know, tell, give, us, give, us, um, give us the basics. Yeah, absolutely. So movement strategy is a social-led creative agency. Um, as you mentioned, we also call ourselves a full-service social media agency. Um, so kind of two A's at the same thing. Uh, the work that we do is really social media centric. So you know, when, when we came out of school, uh, that was a space that we were spending a lot of our time on. Facebook was just getting started. Some of the other platforms were, were just getting started. And so we wanted to help companies figure out how to be really effective on social media. And so that's what we did. And over the last 10 plus years, we've built out a really strong core competency around how we can work with companies to help them across all of their social media channels and outlets. So to break it down, a lot of the work that we do on a day-to-day basis is actually running the social media accounts for our clients. So we're managing their Instagram, their Twitter, their Facebook, their YouTube, actually creating the content, posting that content on their behalf, managing their communities, talking to uh, their fans and followers, answering service questions, and doing all of that. We also are adding to that through other tactics. So we're doing a lot of paid media, so advertising across those channels. We're creating a lot of content uh, that they're using through paid media distribution across you know many different sources. We work with influencers and and help our clients understand how to get the most out of influencer partnerships. We do a bit of traditional PR to make sure that the work that we're doing on social and digital is, is getting talked about by media publications. And then generally working with our clients to help them really understand you know, how they can get the most out of social media. You know, since 
most everyone is on social media and they're talking about brands and they're seeing ads. Our clients are incredibly interested in understanding how they can be better than their competition, how they can grow their business through utilizing these different platforms in the best ways. And so a lot of the work that we do is consulting with them on the strategy, their internal teams to handle all of this, just generally understanding you know, how they can get the most out of these mediums and the way that people are talking and communicating online. And so it's, it's a pretty multifaceted business uh, that has evolved over the last 10 years, but really can be boiled down to you know, helping companies understand how to get the most out of social media than actually helping them do that. So I should tell uh, our listeners that um, you can tell this is for real, that you can hear the beeps and the buzzes in the background. <laughs> Those must be clients chiming in or people liking their accounts. So this is the real deal. Um, so, so I just have a question that immediately pops to mind. And then I want to, after that, I want to rewind and hear about, you know, your backgrounds, where you went to college, how you got into this. But one question that just, just comes to me immediately is, if authenticity is so important in the social media age, how can you run someone else's social media account? How can you be them? Go for it, Eric. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll chime in on this one. Uh, and Jason hit on this a little bit when he was talking about just what we do as a company. But, uh, you know, we, on the upfront of a relationship, we're super involved in, in working with these brands to figure out, you know, what is their purpose on social media? What should their voice and tone sound like? And so it's a highly collaborative process on the upfront of, you know, seeing and working through, you know, how a brand should represent themselves, you know, across their social channels and also, you know, what dialogue they should facilitate with their um, audiences and, and loyal customers and such. And so, it's really, you know, a matter of going through that upfront work to make sure that these brands are super authentic uh, on social, and that's such a huge part of of what we do as an agency as well. Got it. So, all right. So let's rewind um, back to college. I'm I'm guessing that you didn't major in uh, social media marketing branding for companies. You probably majored in something different. <laughs> where Where did you go to college? What did you study? Just to just uh, for each of you. Yeah, so we went to uh, we went to college at the University of Colorado in Boulder, um, beautiful place. If you haven't been, go Buffs. But yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, when we were in college, there certainly wasn't a uh, a track, if you will, for for social media or even digital marketing at the time. Uh, we both went to um, the journalism school at, uh, at CU, which is where they housed their advertising program at the time. And um, it was it was an amazing experience. I mean, I think both Jason and I were going through the J school without, you know, knowing exactly what we were going to do with our careers. And then, you know, thanks to some amazing professors, like we both got very inspired about just the advertising industry and just the excitement about the cool creative work and creative opportunities in advertising. So that's where it all started for us. Um, it's kind of crazy actually to, to see where the programs that see you specifically are now, you know, they've gone much more the direction of new media and digital and have, you know, done a lot of work to integrate, you know, um, development practices, computer science, marketing, and, you know, really catch up to where I think the industry is, which is much more 
of this digital first approach to, to advertising and marketing. So that's uh, that's what we studied. It's you know uh, quite a far cry from where things are at now, and even at the time, it was it was quite interesting. I mean, in terms of the the applicable experience that we had in college, it was really you know being on Facebook from our dorm rooms and saying, "Hey, these are." really kind of interesting and emerging platforms. Um, and when Jason and I, you know, started the conversation around, Hey, do we have potential to start a company and be successful in marketing? We really looked at, you know, social media and the potential role that was going to play in marketing once brands kind of had access to those platforms to, uh, to reach out to their consumers and, and build those relationships. So when did you, did, did you guys start? this company in college after college did you have other jobs between then and now sort of bring us bring us through yeah so we we actually started the company in college and to to piggyback off of what eric was saying while we were in college we realized that there was an opportunity you know i i distinctly remember being in advertising classes and having teachers talk about you know, more traditional TV ads and and print stuff. Meanwhile, everyone in the class was on Facebook and Dig and and stuff like that, and actually telling the professors what some of this stuff was. And and as we started to do that, and Eric and I decided to start Movement Strategy. Uh, Eric was actually graduating; he was a year ahead of me, and I had another year. Uh, we we decided to start the company. And as we started the company and I still had a, a year left, I was actually doing an independent study with one of the professors to give me time to launch this social media agency. And part of that was that I was going to different classes in the advertising program and talking to kids about this company that I was starting, talking to them about the work that we were doing in social media. And as we were doing that, also kind of figuring it out as well. Um, so it was... It was, we were also young, you know, we were, we were in college right out of college. And so we were, you know, we had quote unquote started this company, but it was really small. We were working with local companies, charging them, you know, a few hundred dollars a month. Our cost of living was really low. And so it really didn't cost us very much to, to start it. And so we could start it in college and right after college. And, you know, one of the things that is probably a bit of a blessing and a curse is that neither Eric or I have any other experience. This is really the only job we've ever done except for, you know, some summer jobs. Uh, you know, as a coffee barista, Eric did some construction, which neither of which are very applicable. I think that that's helpful in that we didn't have any preconceived notions. And so we figured out everything as we went at the same time. You know, we didn't and, and still don't have a lot of perspective of how other companies and agencies do it. And so that's been something we've had to overcome over the years. And a big way that we've done that is by surrounding ourselves with really amazing people that do have quite a bit of agency experience that could help us navigate through some of those challenges that I think any agency has as they're starting out and, and trying to figure things out, especially one where, where the founders were you know, in their early 20s and didn't have any real world experience. How did you get your first kind of quote unquote big client? How how did that work? Was that I'd, I'd love to. I'll bet people would love to hear about that. 
Yeah. So, so big client is, is such a sliding scale, right? Uh, because our big clients today are very different than our big clients back in the day. But I, I, I think that for me, one of the, the most interesting things, and I, and I think it's also a, a good lesson for people, although a bit of a cliche, uh, it is this idea of, you know, luck being, uh, when you put yourself in a position to capitalize on something, it just happens. And so for, for us, one of our big, quote unquote, big first clients was a ski company called, uh, it's called Bonnier back in the day. They're actually like a, a magazine holding company. So a ski magazine, skiing magazine, and Warren Miller Entertainment. And Eric and I had just started this company. I was still in school. I was on a flight from New York to Denver, and I was sitting next to a guy and he was flipping through uh, some like documents showing, you know, skiing magazine, website traffic, KPIs, stuff like that. And I was like, what, you know, what is this guy looking at? Eric and I are also really big skiers and that's how we became friends in college. And so I, I saw that and I was like, huh, that's really interesting. And I struck up a conversation with him and I learned that he was moving from New York to Boulder to be the head of the, the publishing division for Bonnier Mountain Division. And so I, I was talking to him and, and told him a bit about our quote unquote agency that we had just started. I mean, it was, it, it, it's hard to even call it an agency, um, but, but it was really telling him, hey, you should really think about social and digital and this is what we're doing. And I guess made a good impression on him. And so he invited us into the office and we pitched them on some, some really early uh, Facebook kind of like applications that we were doing at the time. And they hired us for that. And then they hired us for like a two-month project for maybe it's like $6,000 a month or something like that, which to us was a lot of money. It allowed us to hire our first full-time employee. And it was a great name on our roster. And that was, that was one of many, many breaks that we had along the path to building what is movement strategy today. That's cool. It's a great story. So, so stepping back, you guys had some really interesting experiences building up this company from scratch. And you also did it coming right out of college. What, what misconceptions do you think college students have um, when entering the quote unquote real world? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's, uh, there's a lot and I'll try to answer this more through the lens of not, you know, purely entrepreneurial kind of direction. But I think one of the the biggest things that we still run into today. I mean, such a big part of my role and Jason's role at this company is, you know, cultivating young talent. And I think that there's a very big misconception around, you know, I'm going to get a job, I'm going to work really hard. And, you know, as I work really hard, my work is going to be recognized and therefore I'm going to, you know, rise up uh, through the organization in the way that I want. I think there's certainly some truth to that in some capacity, but such an element of that is um, communication and just goal setting and, you know, having a level of dialogue with your manager to, you know, enable them to really have a good understanding of where you're trying to get, you know, what kind of, you know, things you're aspiring to do with your career. And so, um, I feel like there's a, a big misconception of, you know, just the sheer hard work and effort, you know, is going to help you get to where you want to be. 
when we're in meetings with, you know, young people that join this company or just, you know, giving people advice as they're looking for jobs and career opportunities out of college. I mean, one of the first things that, you know, I talk to them about is just, you know, getting comfortable with having conversations with managers, knowing, you know, what your goals are and, you know, how you want to go about accomplishing those goals and, and making sure that you're ready for those tough conversations. Because I think that more often than not in the workplace, uh, you know, you you get what you deserve and earn, but it comes, you know, once you've gotten comfortable with having that dialogue with your managers and having that transparency around, you know, goals and where you want to be. And so I think that's one of the big misconceptions and uh, one of the big kind of opportunities to just put yourself in a position for success and managing your expectations is, you know, uh, coupling that hard work with communication. And uh, that's going to be, you know, the best way of of getting to where you want to go and and having, you know, a manager that's invested in your career growth. Jason, any, uh, any thoughts on that one? Misconceptions you think college students have? I, yeah, I like what Eric said a lot. I think it's, it's very true. I, I would say that there is a misconception that people have that because they went to a four year university and maybe have some extracurricular that they're going to be qualified to start at our company. Um, or because they're passionate about a thing, we have a job listing for it. But when we put out a, a job posting, we get hundreds of applicants most of the time. And it's a very tedious process to go through all of those applications. And especially when you're early on in your career and you don't have a lot of experience, the fact that you you know have a degree and maybe you have a good GPA is just not enough to ensure that you're really going to stand out and make the cut. And so one of the things that I always tell people is, you know, really try to stack the deck in your favor. If you're looking for a job in, you know, in, in our field in social media marketing, you know, make sure that while you're in school, you're doing a ton to become really proficient in LinkedIn or advertising on Instagram and make friends with different influencers out there. And really, you know, beyond just your, your formal schooling, make sure that you have lots of different experience because one of the things that is challenging for a lot of agencies and more established agencies, especially, is that you know social media and new forms of social media are are very geared towards younger people, and most of the decision makers at agencies are a bit older, and so we're looking for really great young talent that really understands these mediums, and so that's something that people can do to put themselves in a position uh, to be successful and get a job, and I I don't see enough young Kind of people entering the workplace that are that are doing that and making the most of that opportunity. That's great advice. Um, thinking about college too, another question comes to mind, which is that um, you know I, I understand that that uh, certainly uh, when you guys were in college, that they were weren't courses that were directly related to what you're doing. makes makes all the sense in the world, and that you describe some programs are kind of catching up. Was there anything in college that you? did learn that was successful for your career now maybe even something you didn't anticipate cuz now you're you're not just you know doing social media you're running a company you know what do you what do you take from your college days what do you remember what what stands out if anything 
Yeah, I think that from the advertising courses specifically, I mean, I always find value in, in knowing the principles, you know, and I think that college is amazing at helping you just develop an understanding of an industry, you know, knowing what kind of some of the milestone or, you know, benchmark work was that occurred in that industry. And I think that, that is all so, so valuable. Um, outside of, you know, advertising curriculum specifically, I think one of the most valuable things for me that, you know, was honestly by accident was taking a uh, a second, you know, minor, I remember if there was a minor or a major, but uh, in sociology. And that is honestly a, a skill set that I utilize probably more in my work today than even a lot of the you know principles of marketing that I learned in college. And I think it is so much about, you know, it it helped me really formulate an opinion and understanding of, you know, different points of view and how people kind of collaborate, communicate together and just a better understanding of just different uh different opinions and the people that you come across, you know, in your day-to-day life. And so I think that uh, having that background and, and kind of that uh, that curriculum, if you will, in sociology has been one of the biggest things that I've continued to leverage as I've grown in my career, both in how we deal with clients and how, you know, we deal with, you know, our employees and help them, you know, get to where they want to be. And then also, I think that uh, sociology and, and social media is, you know, there's a lot of kind of correlation between the two and how people assume an identity online and, and what that means and how it translates to their, their real life. And so, uh, again, largely, I would say by accident, I'd be lying if I said that I took those two, you know, kind of tracks in college intentionally, but uh, something that I look back on and it's super thankful to have, uh, to have experienced through college. And I would say for me, I actually didn't take that much from the courses that I had in college. I, I really can't remember much uh, that I that I learned, but I, I did take a lot from the relationships that I built with certain professors. So two professors in general in the advertising program really helped. And just through, you know, we were ambitious at a young age. We knew we wanted to go for this. And I think that the professors saw that in us. And, and so really spent the time working with us to help us on this journey. And that was an incredible gift and something that, you know, I really took from the university. So a couple of examples are, I had a professor, this guy, Brett Robbs at the University of Colorado, and he took me under his wing and he's the one that helped uh, me do an independent study under him so that I, I could do less hours in classes that weren't applicable and spend the time really starting movement strategy and gave me advice on a, on a, you know, weekly, daily basis around some of the early decisions that we were making around forming our company and clients. Uh, and then the second is a, a woman, Mindy Cheval, who ended up running the advertising program at, at CU. And again, she saw what we were doing, which just, you know, 99 percent of the of the uh, kids in her classes weren't doing what we were doing. And so she was really impressed by that and also took Eric and I under her wing 
and actually gave us some work. So they needed to build a website for this summer program and she gave it to us. And so that was an early client, which helped give us a little bit of a start. She sent us, you know, for a few years, all of her best students as interns in the, in the summer that we could eventually go on and hire. And so that was really helpful. And then thirdly, I, I was in a, a club for real estate and the professor who's leading that club was very much an entrepreneur and, and gave me a push to launch this company and help me think about how do I set up an LLC in Colorado and open a bank account and all of those things that you have to do if you want to start a company. And once you, they're easy to do if, if you take the step. And once you do them, you, you then are in a lot of ways well on your way. And so really forming relationships with professors uh, while I was in college was one of the things that gave us an early jump as we got things going. Really interesting. Very useful advice, I think, for college students. So thank you for that. Um, Let me just ask you one last question here, and we're wrapping up. And this has been a really interesting conversation. Um, I I find that people are very interested in sort of like the nitty gritty of what people do in their daily life, especially people like you guys who are running a company. Tell us about Tell us what a typical day is like. And I know I'm sure the answer is going to be, there's no typical day. <laughs> but if you can think of maybe a prototypical day or something, just bring us through like what, what you do. Um, and then also alongside that, is there anything that you have uh, used uh, to make yourself even more productive? Uh, yeah, I'll start. Um, it's kind of like you said, I mean, no day is kind of the the model day. And I think that's what's, you know, so exciting for for Jason and I. I think if we're kind of in the the daily grind doing the same thing repeatedly, we both um, maybe lose a little steam. But it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, I think that to break down the day uh, at this point in the agency, I'd say um, a healthy portion of the day consists of working with employees. So bouncing around from department to department um people are taking on such you know massive workloads and working through a lot of creative thinking and a lot of strategy and i think it's so important for you know jason myself to help guide them and help give them feedback and you know go to the different places throughout the organization to where you know our kind of insight can be helpful in in moving a piece of work along so you know, I'd say that makes up about a, a third of my day. Uh, the other third of my day or another third of my day is really consisting of um, handling like the agency financials. So working through, you know, our cash flow and our accounts receivable and our accounts payable and kind of handling the, the back of the house operation. And that's, you know, the type of work that kind of falls onto my plate and that I assume leadership over. Um, just in kind of the way that Chase and I have broke things down. And then I'd say the the last third is is working with clients, which Chase and I both still really love doing. So um, collaborating with our client contacts, making sure that our team is, you know, really being successful in the, the work that we're doing for our clients, talking to them about, you know, what uh, what are things that are on the horizon? How can we start planning for for things that are coming up? And so that's really, you know, the way that my day breaks down. And I think it would be a miss if, if I didn't touch on this a little bit during this podcast, but um, just going back to the start of everything for movement strategy, um, 
I can't tell you how many times Jason and I um, were told like, hey, just so you know, it's like super hard to go into business with one of your best friends. You know, you guys should make sure that uh, you're really thinking long and hard about doing that because you don't want to, you know, lose a great friend or have any sort of drama come up between you guys. And, um, you know, I recall a conversation um, from the living room of our house when Jason and I were living together and working out of our, our, you know, living room slash converted office space. And we sat down together and we said, Hey, how are we going to break this thing down? You know, I'm going to be responsible for this. And, you know, what would you like to be responsible for? And so, you know, at that moment in time, we really delegated our work. And, and that's why Jason has gone on to really lead the the growth and the vision and new business for the company. And, you know, I went to where, you know, I thought my skills were going to best suit the business. And that's much more the organizational back of the house, thinking about, you know, employee culture, things like that. And so since that day, we've really taken this approach of dividing and conquering. And, you know, we're not trying to do the same exact thing. And I think that that decision, that conversation, um, has been a huge, um, it was just such a huge kind of turning point for us as we, we started the business to, to set us on a track of success for partners. And, uh, and, you know, we're able to hold ourselves accountable and each other accountable and remain really great friends because we're super clear on, on who does what. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, that's what the day looks like. And that's kind of how we, we defined our roles, but Jason, I mean, I'm sure, you know, you've obviously got a entirely different take on what your day looks like. So I'll let you take the way. Yeah. So my, I was thinking about this as you were talking and I think the best way of, of uh, sharing what my typical day looks like is, is sharing what today looks like. So to give you a sense, I woke up this morning and had, you know, a whole bunch of probably 30 emails and uh, Slack notifications and, and stuff uh, since I'm in LA and we have an East Coast team and they start a few hours before me. So, you know, going through those, making sure that everything is addressed and needs to be addressed, seeing what the teams worked on this morning, and then came into the office and had a meeting with the team around a new pitch. So we're working on a pitch for a new client around a upcoming TV show that's really exciting. So I heard some of the ideas, gave some of the feedback. Uh, and then the team's off and running with that. And then now doing an interview with you, uh, which is great. And then right after this, I'm jumping into a meeting with my production team to hear where they are in a, a production that they're doing in New York in a couple of weeks, make sure that they have everything that they need and I don't have to jump into anything. Uh, from there, where, where Eric and I are actually going to be on a call together where we're talking to our HR department and she's going to fill us in on uh, some of the things that she's working on from a culture perspective, understand if there's any issues amongst employees or anything else that we need to address, uh, make sure it's it continues to be smooth sailing. And then from there, I have another pitch meeting uh, with a, on a on a separate pitch that we're working on out of the Denver office. And so going to listen in and again, weigh in on anything. And then after that, we have a partner's call. So there's five partners here at the agency. And on a weekly basis, we get together and talk about staffing decisions that we need to make, financial decisions, pitch decisions, 
going over some of the work, going over some of the the clients, make sure everything's good there, uh, and and I'll agree on everything and then move on. And then from there, I'll probably jump back into emails and and uh, make sure everything's continuing to track on with those pitches. So that's a I would say a pretty typical day for me when I'm not traveling, and I am traveling probably once a week or every other week. Wow, that's great. That 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 gives such such sort of granular insight. I'm sure people find that super interesting, uh, as as I did as well. And so, thank you both of you for um for for being part of this. Um, if people want to learn more about your agency or about you guys, where where can they go? They should go to our website, movementstrategy.com, and they can also follow our Instagram, which is at movementstrategy. Cool. Sounds great. Well, it was great to talk to you. This is a, you know, you gave such great insight, I think, into the sort of day-to-day activities, into the experience of working with a best friend. I really like that. Uh, And then also, of course, transitioning from college to the professional world. So thanks so much for being on. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. This was awesome and and happy to do it and, and talk to you anytime. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Thank you for listening to From the Dorm Room to the Boardroom. If you're interested in learning more about the work that I do and helping people step outside their comfort zones and transition successfully into the professional world, please visit my website, www.andymolinsky.com. That's A-N-D-Y-M-O-L-I-N-S-K-Y.com. And also feel free to email me directly at andy at andymolinsky.com with any feedback or ideas for guests for future podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Brandeis University's International Business School. By teaching rigorous business, finance, and economics, connecting students to best practices and immersing them in international experiences, Brandeis International Business School prepares exceptional individuals from around the globe to become principled professionals in companies and public institutions worldwide. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.